Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. In this episode, Fox and Marvel making character swaps. Lots of great trailers dropped this week from Ghost in the Shell, Justice League Dark Animated, and Kong Skull Island. Disney wants to buy Netflix, and Marvel's Inhumans is finally coming to television. Plus, some Walking Dead discussion, and we take a look at a video essay asking, why do Marvel movies look kind of ugly? That and our general nerd. brand of nonsense in this episode of the Jogging Nerd Weekly for Friday, November 18th, 2016. Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up! Jockin', be nerdin', be funny, disturbin'. Jockin', be nerdin', spoiler alert. Jockin', be nerdin', be funny, disturbin'. Jockin', be nerdin', spoiler alert. What's up, man? We are jockin' and nerdin', right here. At the Jock and Nerd Podcast, welcome. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And you put us together and you get... Jock and Nerd! That's how it works. We're sans our little felty friend rug boy this week. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make up what he's trying to do. Good. <laughs> Good, he says. That's all right. Rugs doesn't <laughs> listen. He doesn't care. He's only here for his own his own benefit. He's like that guy David Mobley on Twitter. He doesn't really listen to the show. No, Ruggs, Ruggs just wants to push his felty agenda uh, wherever he can. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Listen, if you're a first-time listener, thanks for checking us out. Here's what's going to happen. This is the Jock and Nerd Weekly, where every week we get together and we geek out about comic book and TV movie related news this week we got a bunch of trailers came out a bunch of crazy character swapping studio cooperating uh weird stories uh and there's gonna be a lot of things we talk about so you want to check out the show notes jockanerd.com slash 140 this is 140 anthony i'm gonna have 240s tonight oh we're gonna need 240s <laughs> a little bit of the oe oh, shit. Nah, we used to, and then i'm gonna pour one out for my dead homies pour one out for your homies we used to this do that goes out to tupac and I, uh biggie Biggie, both of them, dude. I told you. They just you. died. I think they were living on that island, and they think they just died. What island? Kong Skull Island? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That that island. Man, look. It's that, them and Prince and like yeah, they're all, 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 all the people from the 27 Club. Listen, just with the, the deaths this year, there's an amazing concert going on in the afterlife. Let me tell you what. They're, they're just jamming with all the, the musicians and, and everyone. Who died this year? Oh, who Prince? died? Just look it up. Google it. Prince? Prince. Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest. Oh, that's right. That's and there's a lot. We talked about it in the shows, and I forget. Muhammad Ali, who's hanging out watching. Oh, he's just, yeah, he's boxing up watching there. Watching the show. And uh, Alan Rickman. Dude, I was looking at the list. It's been a fucked up year, 2016. Fuck you. Hey, uh, yeah. All I got to say is it's Trump's America now, boy. Trump's America now. Oh, oh shit. Oh, no, don't remind me. This is why we're here is to make people forget that uh, Orange Man is uh, the CEO. Uh, <laughs> CEO of America. CEO Trump's America. Look, if you are a new listener, check out our last show uh, because we reviewed Doctor Strange. And checking the download numbers, a lot of you have already checked out the last show. We thank you for it. We hope you're still with us. Continue. You subscribed. You're here. But that was a great review with David Malofsky from a place. That's strange. Cape. Have got, you heard of the term, um, the slang term for strange? Like 
Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get. Yeah, some I'm gonna strange. get some strange. This means just like hooking up, just getting yeah, some random, up. strange ass, random punani. Yeah. You ever heard the, ter- the term punani? Or is that I didn't like know that school? was a term until after college for some reason. What strange? Yeah, I'm gonna get some strange. Yeah, I had some strange in college, so that's why you were getting no strange. I, I was getting familiar. <laughs> The stra- I always think about that when people say Dr. Strange. I'm like, I'm going to get something strange. <laughs> we're going to get a little strange. We're going to get a little strange. Hey, look, we're going to get a little strange right now, and then we're going to just jump into the news. Here we go. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Hey, listener, if you want to shout us out, contact the show, send us some articles to peruse, to talk about, just go to jockandnerd.com slash contact. Uh, you can tweet at us. There's our Facebook and our Facebook group where we pull a lot of these articles because we like to share stuff and geek out. And you guys are always awesome at doing so. Let's take a little, speaking of, we were talking to Strange. Let's take a little peek at uh, what the Dr. Strange box office is doing. Okay. Because uh, I'd like to see the movie's been out for a while. So as of November 17th, 2016, domestic total, 163 million worldwide. It's already made over 500 million. Oh, shit. Not Good. Not bad for a hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget. It's only been uh, in release fourteen days in uh, domestically, which is that's pretty good. That's pretty good on this box office page. Though I noticed they had a twenty sixteen showdown, twenty sixteen superhero opener, so we could get a nice snapshot of the whole year of movies. And it's weird to think about this. So Suicide Squad domestic gross three twenty-five million. Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. Like we said that last episode, only five million more, three hundred thirty million. All right. Okay. Deadpool by Fox, surprise smash hit, three hundred and sixty-three million domestic. Wow. Here's the big one. That's the one no one's gonna get to. Captain of Captain America: Civil War, Captain America three, four hundred eight million. Yeah. And then it takes a sharp dive at the next one, which is X Men Apocalypse. Uh the whole run, one hundred fifty-five million. Lame. Sorry. Sorry, X Men and Fox, and so Doctor Strange, like we said, it's at one sixty three. So one sixty three. I'm looking at this now. It's on pace to do well, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, uh, if you look at like single character intros, yes. Oh, they, they've got uh, they got that broken down. Captain That's America, Ant Man, Iron Man, Strange, and Thor. Yeah, Strange is at one sixty three, as you mentioned. Yeah. It's already beat Incredible Hulk. Wow. Uh, Captain America is one seventy six. Ant-Man's 180, Thor's 181. I, I think those are all within... I think those oh, all that's broken all within... Weekend. Yeah, more than... Domestic. Wow. And Iron Man's at 318. I don't think it'll get to 318. But then if you look at worldwide, Doctor Strange has already beat Hulk, Captain America, and Thor. Um, it's at 504. Ant-Man's at 519. I think that's very doable. Yeah. And wow. Iron Man's at 585. I don't know if it's going to hit that, but... Doctor well, Strange is doing pretty well. It's doing pretty well just two weeks in. Like, we were wondering, is this going to do Ant-Man money, Guardians money? I think we were uh, under we underestimated uh, this movie because I think the closest thing is your Iron Man. Like, this is, could be as big as the first Iron Man, and I think it's got a good shot. Yeah, it had really good reviews. It's doing people, well. People, yeah, people really just, like, either just love this movie or they think it's great. Like, nobody really hates the movie that I've no, seen. The, the only complaints I've seen are... What we talked about in our review is that it's a little cookie cutter. A little cookie cutter. Little villain, formulaic. maybe they didn't fix the villain problem quite, right. you know. But really, that's all. And all like, that, and Rachel McAdams maybe needed a, a little bit more to do. But that's it. Most of it was uh, very positive. So yeah. it's good stuff. All right. Let's move on to this uh, interesting bit of news about 
Fox and Marvel trying to play nice and and what the deal's going to be, what it means for the future for Marvel to ever get any of these characters back from Fox being like the X-Men Fantastic Four. Uh, turns out they have been kind of playing nice together because Marvel allowed Fox to change Negasonic Teenage Warhead's powers from telepathy to explosive abilities in Deadpool and exchange Marvel Studios gain the rights to use Ego, the living planet, in the upcoming uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That seems like a, an interesting trick. Right? Isn't this crazy? I mean, it's two characters that Joe Schmo doesn't give a fuck about, but... They, and like, uh, the, and, uh, right? Playing nice. Right. They're like, all right, we'll give you this. So the Deadpool screenwriters, Wernick and Reese, uh, revealed how the deal was made during a screening at Fox Studios. They were like, we were looking down the list of 400 X-Men characters that Fox owns. And uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead jumped out. We were like, yes, I don't care what her powers are. She's going to be in the movie. So in exchange, uh, Marvel Studios gained an entire planet. <laughs> Ego the Living Planet, which, as we know, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is going to end up being Peter Quill's father, which is a complete different take yeah, on Peter Quill's father. Weird. But it's kind of cool. Eh, we'll see. So uh, James Gunn had said on his Facebook page, he uh, he fills in some more behind the scenes uh, thoughts. He says, when I first pitched Ego as Quill's father, I thought we owned the character. <laughs> After I'd worked out a very elaborate story with Ego the Living Planet as a very important part of Marvel Cosmic Universe, I learned that we actually don't own the character. Oh, shit. I had no backup plan, and it would be nearly impossible to just drop in another character. Thank God Fox came to us and wanted to make a trade. So, wow, this just kind of fell into place for him. Otherwise he would have had to rewrite the whole goddamn thing. Exactly. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird ego being the the father. Uh, Yeah. So that's a departure. And he has talked about why he says, uh, one of the things I impressed upon people early on is the identity of Quill's father is not the big stunner in this movie. I'm not leading it all to Darth Vader being Luke's father in the third act reveal. This is really about the relationship between Star-Lord and his father, who happens to be a living planet. And his other father, Yandu, who is an abusive jerk. It's about the dysfunctional family triad that these three characters have. That's the center of the movie. And he says he didn't like that in the comics, Jason is a king. And he also reeked very much of Star Wars. So I didn't want that same thing. I like the idea of Quill's father being an ancient, cosmic, incredibly powerful being who, just like Rocket, has problems connecting to other people because there's nothing else like him. This character has had a hard time connecting to other people because he's a god who's been alone for billions of years. Now, adding that dimension, I, that kind of makes sense. I kind of like what they're going to build up to. This could be really interesting. It's fucking weird. It's weird <laughs> as shit. And I can't wait to see how he's actually going to pull this off. Like, are we going to see him as a planet ever? I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, that's fucking weird. But then I thought about it. I was like, I mean, this is kind of, it doesn't surprise me that they're going, like they could do anything with guardians. And, and, and I'd yeah. be like, Oh, I guess that probably might work out. Who knows? It, it, yeah. It doesn't really matter. And I, I have faith in James Gunn that, you know, he, he's going to have fun with this. And I mean, he, these uh, are all characters that before this never, no one ever gave a fuck about. Right. So it doesn't matter that now the planet is his father. Now what, what's it going to take? What does Fox want in return for Wolverine? Oh shit. Well, <laughs> are they going to be like, dude. give me cap. I'm like, well, we're like, okay, we'll kill cap. Oh my God. Can you imagine them start trading? Like just top tier <laughs> characters. That makes no sense. <laughs> give me, uh, give me Iron Man. No, no, 
<laughs> I mean, I think it's this is very interesting that like where sometimes they they are competing directly, as in we'll get to a little bit later with like Inhumans, mutants, and in some cases they they kind of want uh, some kind of relationship because it's ultimately going to benefit both of them. Yeah, I just wish like we could just have more of these like multiple studio deals. All right, let's move on to another Fox uh, superhero movie that's had a little bit of a shakeup in the past, and this is Deadpool two. Okay. Uh, it's lost its director, Tim Miller. Uh, then Junkie XL, who I guess was buddies with Tim Miller, who was doing the music. He's like, I'm out if he's going. But Ryan Reynolds in a GQ article has kind of talked about his side, his perspective, and how he feels uh, about some of the friction that we read about between the two of them. He And this is kind of what we talked about, uh, like the way he is on this. He says, I know what I need to exert control. And I know what I need to let go of it. I'm not going to go and sit with Tim Miller and say the visual effects Deadpool needs to be done this way. A man is a visual effects wizard, but there are character and tone things that I know really well. And I've also been with this thing the longest out of anybody, aside from the guys that wrote the comics. 11 years I've been trying to get this Sisyphus rock up a hill, and it kept rolling back on top of me. So I'm going to be all the frick. It's just frick. I'm sure he didn't say that. I'm going to be all the fuck over it from the moment it starts to the moment it finishes. So... I mean, I guess they just uh, had a difference. Clearly, they had a difference in the direction. Yeah. Looks like Ryan Reynolds really feels like he owns this character. Yeah. And understands his character. So, I don't know. I mean, the last film worked on a lot of levels. I didn't actually think it was all that particularly good of a film, yeah. but yeah. it was so different that I think people that's why people liked it. It's a start of something really great, though, I think, also. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I will see how this plays out. I don't... I don't have I don't have a uh, a strong opinion either way. Although with the Reynolds, I've also heard like he's clashed with Fox, of course, in the X Men Origins Wolverine whole thing. He also like it, during Green Lantern, like that was kind of a, a power move or something, or he threatened not to do it if he couldn't do Deadpool or I don't know. I don't know. He may be a little bit of uh, a little bit uh, much to work with. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a fucking rich Canadian actor. What do you expect? <laughs> He is. He's now he's got one hit and he's like, it's my way. Uh, only my way. All right. Last bit of Marvel movie news. This is the announcement I've been waiting for. People, get ready. Rumor has it. Reportedly, the first trailer to Spider-Man Homecoming will be attached to Rogue One, which is coming out December 16th, which means we'll probably get that trailer earlier that week. Yeah. Um. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to see this trailer. I'm not as excited as you are, obviously. You, you've you creamed your pants. I'm more kind of nervous, though. I'm kind of nervous that I'm going to see this trailer and I'm going to be like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no I, although I, I think you're going to love it. Marvel hasn't messed up yet. You're, but you're is... not Rugboy. You, Rugboy is already <laughs> going to hate this film and he yep, hasn't he even does. seen it. Yes. And you are going to love it and you haven't even seen it. I mean, and I, and I will say that I am probably going to like it. There, so there was footage of San Diego Comic Con. I don't remember if I read the description or I kind of didn't want to read it. I don't, I don't remember. remember what it was. I don't. I, yeah. I, I, I usually spoil myself, and I don't. Remember. Yeah. So they showed something. So I'm sure the, some of that will be in this. But oh boy, yeah, this is great. And like, just another reason to go see Rogue One, which which is probably <laughs> going to be really good. Also, <laughs> it might be. Yeah. I remember. Uh, what you fucking call it. There was some movie. It was uh, the one with Keanu Reeves. Where the world was ending? Uh, Keanu Reeves, world ending. Yeah. Let me look it up. Uh, speed? No. no. <laughs> uh, the Matrix? No. 
No. John Wick? I heard John Wick's no. really good. They either, they, the Earth Stood Still. Oh. Is the I saw, and I think they like said that they, it might have been Wolverine or something, but they were advertising the trailer ahead of the movie, and that made me go see the movie. It was a superhero trailer. Oh. They were, oh. But, but it almost was like this movie sucks so bad that we need to advertise what trailers. Oh, so what are you saying? That Rogue One is not going to be. No, no, no. They're trying to pull it, in. Uh, it just popped into my head that that, that that happened a while ago. Sometimes that happens. What year was that? I don't even remember. 2008. Wow. I don't even remember that movie. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. It's ever a remake out. of a movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of like an old sci-fi movie. Yeah. Okay. Now I vaguely remember. But yeah, didn't do good. Look. Whatever, I'm, I'm, we're just days away, weeks away from a new Spider-Man, from the first Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Look, let's get to actual trailers that came out. Outside of Marvel and DC, we got uh, our first official trailer for Ghost in the Shell. That's already been surrounded by a ton of uh, controversy. Oh, this The whole kind of started the whitewashing uh, discussion way back when Scarlett Johansson got cast as the lead major in this uh, adaptation of the anime, which... I've seen a long time ago. I barely remember it, though. But, Anthony, did you get a chance to watch this trailer? Well, Imran, what we're going to do is we're going to pause it right here. We're going to jump I'm going to watch this trailer. There's going to be this thing called what you call the jump cut. And then you're going to get my reaction because I haven't watched this trailer yet. But <laughs> I will right now. Time jump. Talking nerd. Now, not having remembered the, the anime much, this fucking trailer is pretty badass. Like, amazing visual visuals. It seems like the anime come to life and despite all the shit scarlet got for getting this role uh she looks pretty badass anthony what did you think well as i seeing as i don't know shit about this okay good thing, yeah visually it looks pretty cool i like the uh the look for sure and it's visually very interesting kind of confused on what's going on it looks like she's a robot that wasn't a robot before or they they yeah. made her they made her she's i mean but they were but they when they were saying like they stole your life from you. It seemed like, again, I don't know shit about Ghost and Shaw. I could be completely off. It seemed like she was a person at one time that they've now put that personality into a body, sort of like a RoboCop feel. Or, or yeah, or they made a body and put someone's consciousness in them. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Yeah. The action's pretty dope. The the white bodysuit is like, I couldn't stop staring at it because you pretty much have like a naked, nippleless uh, Scarlett Johansson running around. Pretty much. Not complaining. Yeah. I thought she was initially when I first saw it. Like, oh, she's naked. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, she's not naked. Uh, the anime has like more nipples and nudity, I believe. So they've toned it down a little bit. It's a good trailer. It's uh, it doesn't give away too much. I, mm. I honestly I don't know what's going on. So I guess that's a good first trailer. According to the Christopher Sotelo trailer, yeah. trailer rating yeah. plug to that episode. I don't know. looks interesting visually. Yeah. I, I, that's all I got. It reminds me a little bit. I like Scarlet. Yeah, well, you can't go wrong with that Scarlett Johansson. Although it does, as someone, again, that doesn't know shit about this, Yeah, does seem like the white woman is in... <laughs> Why is she the only American person in this? Yeah, the white woman is in the foreign land doing yeah. some shit. No, but she's a robot. She's not a person. Right. They created her to look like a, a white lady. Uh, look, it in looks... Japan? In Japan? white lady? Yes, in Japan. Wherever the hell is this? They'd be like, oh, no, let's not make someone that looks like us. Let's make someone that's white. I believe it does possibly take place in Japan. Like, the dude, the backgrounds, the visual, the, the, 
the, the art direction looks great. It reminds me a little bit of Blade Runner, a little bit of like Minority Report, a little bit of Blade Westworld. Runner, Minority Report, I, I would go Fifth Element. Fifth Element, yes. It's got elements of that. And uh, so they've also, IGN has released the first two minutes of the movie, and it's kind of like someone shooting a screen. It's watchable, and apparently it faithfully recreates the opening of the movie, which, again, I can't remember. But in this two minutes, you basically see them make her. Uh, you see the whole process from like the robot skeleton to like a, a clear gel and they dip her in this white liquid and then the liquid bursts off and float. And you're looking at like a naked is that gel or is that what are you referring? Is this a euphemism for something? Well, it's some kind of jello. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe that was on my screen and it wasn't actually in the trailer. I don't know. Uh, oh, it was a little. Shit. Come on. It's, here, I told you I'm looking at a it's like a nippleless weird naked Scarlett Johansson. Like she has no nipples. but She's just naked. Cause they just made her, uh, it's pretty, it's, I, like you said, it hooked me. I kind of want to see this movie now. It looks awesome. Yeah. It does. I mean, we'll see what, when it comes out, if I'm going to watch it, but it doesn't look terrible. No, it doesn't look bad. Let's move on to another very exciting trailer. And that is the first official, the second trailer, is this the second trailer for Kong skull it's Island. The, the oh, shit. was, Oh yeah, Comic Con. Yes, uh, it, I it don't know if it was officially. Yeah, yes. well, it was. It was kind of a trailer. It was very short. Uh, Anthony, you are the resident Godzilla monster movie Kong fan aficionado. Yeah. I'm gonna have you start. What did you think about this trailer? So I liked the first trailer better. Oh really? Of, yeah, way better in terms of tone. This one was kind of all over the place in terms of tone. Oh, like interesting. It was like super serious. And then John C. Riley jumps in, and then all of a sudden it becomes like this comedy. And then it's like a, I don't, it, the tone was just weird. I hope it's a, a little bit uh, better in the movie. I hope it meshes better. But just the way the trailer was cut, I, I didn't like the way, it, uh, the tone of the film. I did enjoy Kong. I do enjoy that there's other giant monsters. And yeah. I enjoy that it seems like Kong is like, the villain at first but then you it's sort of like the godzilla feel where he's a villain but then you realize he's actually kind of the hero yeah he's the he's the protector of the island right that's interesting what you said about the tone because i really enjoyed like how much they gave us in a little bit more exposition and kind of the story of the movie and i mean this fucking trailer blew me away i gotta be honest it has everything it has kong it has monsters it has john goodman it has sam jackson and then it has John C. Riley. Yeah, it's goofy, but you get more of what's going on. And uh, it already looks like there's more Kong than we ever saw Godzilla in 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, well, th- I, that was one thing that surprised me. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because the director said he Remember? was going to yeah. show Kong. Yep. They showed Kong all throughout that fucking trailer, and that never happens. Right. Um, it's got Tom Hiddleston. I forgot about Loki's in this. And, and Brie Larson. Oh, and Captain Brie Larson Marvel. and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I mean, overall, though, these two do these two trailers. I'll I'll include the the first one from Comic Con. Yeah, have made me more excited about a Kong Skull Island movie than I've really thought I would ever would be. Because when they first announced Kong Skull Island, I was like, why? But I'm also excited because I know that this is eventually leading towards a crossover with Godzilla, and fucking pumped about that. The fucking spider and the skull crushers, whatever they're called, skull crawlers, skull crawlers. Now, is this a prequel? Does this happen before Godzilla? Yes, this is this happens in the seventies. Oh like. yeah, yeah, it is kind of seventies. If you look at, yeah, you look at yeah. the, uh, the tech they're using, it's yes. like old monitors, yes. and I and I read somewhere that it's set in the seventies. Okay, the other question: his size. 
he's still about like less than half the size of fucking Godzilla. Really? You think so? Or am I off? Or am I just not? You're not I think you're off. I think he's half. He's, you think he's as big? I think he's almost as big as Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. So there's one shot of him. It's like, hard staring to at yeah. uh, the people. And he does look a little smaller than Godzilla there, yeah. but I think they, they sized him. He's the biggest Kong they've ever had since like the Toho Godzilla King Kong cross. And this blows away fucking Peter Jackson's movie. I'm sorry. This is fucking uh, awesome. Like that movie was nice for what it was, but then you see this and you're like, wow, why did they just make a, a cause it has like a, a monster, like a scary, a scary movie feel. There's like some jump cuts, like Jurassic Park style. I like the humor that he's that's gonna go in here because it's that makes it well balanced, but it still seems fucking intense. And like the shots of the fire and uh, the copters, uh, it looks awesome. I was really, I was blown away. I was like, wow! I watched, I watched this trailer like four times already. It's definitely uh, color graded well. <laughs> a lot of oranges and a lot of uh, true blacks. There's, there's some good cinematography already in the trailer like they're the first trailer had the uh like the, the what do you call it the the long wing fucking fly what are those called dragonflies oh yeah the dragonfly the cut. morphing yeah. with the helicopters yeah. and yeah. this one there's a guy with the with the uh fucking what kind of glasses i mean i can't fucking think of now. <laughs> the crossfit's I, broken your head the crossfit has <laughs> broken my fucking brain uh the aviators oh yeah, yeah aviators and yeah. you can see the explosions in his aviators yeah really cool shots i love and then like him in front of like the hot sun with the mirage vibrating uh you know and just in silhouette uh wow so this is coming out march 2017 and then they're gonna follow that up with godzilla 2 2019 and then Godzilla versus King Kong in 2020. I like it. Oh, and all like started. This may be like the beginning of Project Monarch, which they introduced in Godzilla. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking John Goodman's character might be like one of the first from Project uh, Monarch, the founder, or he started this whole fucking deal. Wow. So, so then when Godzilla meets Kong, it's gonna be like an older Kong, present day Kong, obviously. Maybe. Yeah, it could be that Kong, or I don't know. I would like, assume it's that Kong, but maybe it's like his it's son. Like his origin. Well, you know, I was, uh, I love, I can't wait for this movie. All right. Let's move on to television news. Uh, in the small screen, we got uh, uh, some news from DC. We got a trailer for the uh, DC's next animated feature. The previous being The Killing Joke, which, go listen to our review, was kind of a mess. It was a good effort. A for effort and like a D for like execution. Come on. I just, uh, it was all. I don't, I don't even know if I'd give the effort an A. Okay, maybe it was it was not maybe not an A because they, and the only reason I say that is because they consciously decided yes. that they would put that first half of the movie yeah, in there. That was completely unnecessary. But hey, look, you if you like the part with uh, Batman having sex, we may see more of it. Oh shit! Because this is an R-rated Justice League Dark, and they've put out their first trailer, uh, and we have a pretty uh, great cast. Uh, of course, this is it's very interesting to see like the Justice League animated characters in an R-rated movie and it's already just for like violence so mm -hmm. uh but it's going to be directed by jay olivia who's done a lot of the great dc animated movies you got matt ryan as constantine jason omara uh fucking uh the dude from agents of shield uh as uh, batman which guy is that uh he's uh he plays the the director of shield that's, oh, that that's Jason Avara, yes. No shit yeah uh they're joining camilla luddington as Zatanna, nicholas Turturro. As Deadman, who's got a great line in this trailer, uh, Ray Chase as Etrigan, Jerry O'Connell 
as Superman, Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, Enrico Colenti as Felix Fawson, Alfred Molina as Destiny, and Roger Cross, who voices both Swamp Thing and Jon Stewart Green Lantern. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot of big cast. A lot of characters. But this, uh, I don't know, I might check this one out. I love, I've always loved the Justice League dark characters, and we're going to get to see all these people all together on screen. But of course... Like Wolverine, this is like the Batman show. Like you got to shove Batman in everything, otherwise. For some no, reason, yeah, I don't know why this. the fuck Batman's. Why? In this. He's like, well, there's that light. He goes, "Are you talking about magic? We're gonna have to call John Constantine." <laughs> <laughs> and then Dead Man's like, "Hey, yeah, we'll get the team together. You, me, the Justice League. It'll be a lot of laughs, like uh, fucking Nicholas Turturro. Uh I'm, I'm kind of excited to see these characters in, in an animated movie finally. I'm excited to see them in a movie. I'm excited to see them maybe interact with the Justice League. I didn't think this trailer was all that great. I mean, for like the animated trailers, like it's fine. Like, the, what are you gonna do? This is. Uh, I, I didn't think it was that great, and I kind of thought Dead Man was his voice was a little weird, a little over the top, maybe a little bit. I didn't. That's not how I pictured. No, I'll agree. That's not how I because I don't think Constantine had an accent. No, he. Well, it was. It's Matt Ryan. It's Matt Ryan. The guy's English. Is he right? Dead Man's supposed to be from Boston, so it's. I know to be Dead Man's like supposed to be Boston. like Boston guy. Yeah, his name's Boston Brand, right? Or maybe that's his name. I don't know if he's from Boston or his name's Boston. Boston. Yeah, I don't know if his name. Maybe he's I don't think from he's, New York, and his name that's, is. That's Boston. just not how I. I didn't expect no. him to be a comedy relief character. No, but he kind of is. I mean, he's hmm. always kind of been goofy and like. Sometimes he freaks out, uh, but I guess he's not familiar. He's gonna be yeah. He's gonna be the funny guy in the in the Justice League Dark, and he got yeah. So. Uh, I, I I think it'll be better like than the, the the recent DC movies haven't been that good. The animated ones, they yeah, like the they've ones. kind of gone down in uh, quality. They've kind of gone open. down this like dark dark path. They want to do R rated everything. Have. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of weird. Like I thought the well, Under the Red Hood was kind of it's dark, rated dark, but yes. that I think was their best. I think that was when they were fucking rolling. I, dark Knight Returns was good. Some of the other ones have been kind of... Uh, year One, I thought Year One is very good. The, the, year the, One was the adaptation. good. I even like uh, Justice League War. I mean, it was, even that was Justice kind of... Justice League War was all right. All right. Uh, Flashpoint was very violent. I love Flashpoint. I liked it, but it was like, man, this is unnecessarily violent. But that was... And that's like still... Wonder Woman, like, cut, like, uh, hang someone with her fucking... And those are all PG-13. Like, they didn't yeah. get to the R rating until the stupid killing joke. What do you we'll think see. Batman's going to fuck in this? That's my question. Oh, shit. Uh, I think Zatana. he should. Of course. Oh, I also wanted to Zatana, mention, like, right? the, did you notice, like, the magic, the way they're animating it kind of look like uh, the Doctor Strange magic. Like, magic works the same way in both universes, almost. <laughs> the same kind of, <laughs> like, notice. the way, like, the, the circle shield uh, imagery in the icons. Anyways, uh, whatever. Uh, also, another uh, DCEU TV news. Uh, Legends of Tamari. Uh, it's moving days, people. So I just want you to know, set your DVR because it's not on Thursday. It's not going to be on Thursday night in the new year. They are moving it to Tuesday right after the flash. Oh, shit. Uh, and so yeah. that makes me think that they want a better lead in and that yes. this isn't getting good ratings. Yes, possibly stretching it all out in four days. Maybe you're stretching your audience thin. But yeah, the Thursday night clearly it's not they they feel like this is a last ditch effort uh to like give it another bump. Yeah, it's all right. I'm reading here the ratings yep, have not read that. Good. It says the show has lost half of its overall viewers since the series premiere and it's even I mean, down I, I haven't watched right? one episode of it. Right? So. 
And we'll get into that. We're going to have a little general TV discussion. It's still the same fun. It's fun. I think this is going to help because the Flash right now, its ratings are very good. And it's it's experiencing like probably the best ratings it's had uh, since the show started. So, good move on their part. But boy, the legends are in trouble. Tomorrow, yeah. yesterday, and uh, today. I, honestly, I think it's, first off, it's Legends of Tomorrow. So, it's like the least name big brand name that yeah. they have yeah and i th- i think asking your audience to follow four shows asking a lot is a lot weekly yeah yeah that's a lot and i think part of it is like that's the real like the last show of course is gonna suffer because like it's it's been four days already i don't want to watch this last one no. uh this ain't gonna happen till uh january 24th of next year so after they take their winter break or whatever and come back Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna be on three show, three days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it uh, is. it's still. I mean, it's a fun show. Honestly, though, if if it was to go away, I probably wouldn't be that upset. I'd be like, ah, that was fun. What's next? It frees me up to watch other shit now. Hey, it's already gone away in my head. <laughs> you should catch up on some of it. Uh, okay, let's shift. We'll, to, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Let's shift to some Marvel news on the small screen. So. With the big announcement of the merger of AT&T buying fucking Time Warner, where well, so now they own DC Comics and DC Entertainment, and a whole bunch of other things, I guess Disney was like, man, I want to buy something. Uh, Disney wants to buy Netflix. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Yeah, there, there's speculation increasing on uh, sites that, the, uh, that Disney wants to acquire Netflix. Uh, from following a TechCrunch article, which laid out potential benefits for both parties. So rumors are swirling, linking back to another article, which itself cited whispers that the media conglomerate was considering acquisition of the streaming service. So uh, what is it? What this is crazy. It's like we said, everything's going to be owned by like two people. It's going to come down to everything being owned by two giant companies. I mean, Disney bought Pixar 2006, Marvel in 2009, Lucasfilm 2012 and all those properties have exceeded expectations, made them all the money they spent and way more so far. And now they're going to own fucking Netflix. I think this is good and bad. Can you, can you tell me why it's bad? I think it's bad because I I don't know if every, all that programming that's going to be on Netflix is going to want to remain on it. Ding, 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 ding. That's absolutely right. And they have said that they wanted to move to 50% new content. Now, you're going to drive away a lot of fucking studios once you do this. Once you get in bed with Disney, and Disney might not want them to have, and you're going to have to like kowtow to their ratings and their standards, maybe. I don't know, because there's some cool shit on Netflix, and I would hate for it to see it go away because of this. I don't think they would, I don't think they would do that, but you never know. It might be just become another platform for Disney, which I hope it doesn't. I hope Disney puts all their shit on there, but then I hope that there's some sort of agreement that they can still grab other stuff that's not directly Disney affiliated. Yes. They like yeah. docs and all the Yeah, TV leave that open. On. So on the uh on the other end of this business, on the consumer end, if you have Comcast X one box, you can now they rolled out Netflix on all the Comcast boxes. We had mentioned many episodes ago they were really? yes, they were going into a beta. They were going to Comcast and Netflix. Remember we talked about they had made a deal and they were going to test out to put Netflix on the Comcast. So this, I think is very interesting on your Comcast box. You can watch your Netflix. 
Who benefits more? I think fucking Xfinity Comcast because cable is on its way out. And Xfinity definitely benefits from this. Netflix is win-win for them, basically. Well, Netflix just gets on everyone's box yes. now. And they can get new subscribers and to make it easier for people to get it. And Comcast and is easier like... Easier for people to get it, yeah. Yes. And Comcast is like, oh, shit. Uh, hey, Netflix, you want to come be on our box? Because people are going to fucking cancel us soon because they don't need the cable. And you don't. You don't need cable TV, people. It's a scam. It's a hoax. Cut the unless cord. You like li- unless you like live sports. Even that, you can find a stream. Fucking Google it. Do a little oh, bit wow. of legwork. You'll find a stream. Everything's going to be on a pay-per-view basis. I don't know. I can't see cable TV uh, surviving much longer. We've been talking about it, you know, in this past year. Very light, very possible. Yeah, you see it. You see it. But this is like a very interesting acquisition all around. So, all right. Here's some really big news on Marvel TV front. They finally figured out what they want to do with the Inhumans. Oh, shit. Uh, and it's pretty crazy. So, originally, they had planned for a movie to come out. They scrapped the movie. We started seeing the Inhumans on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not the actual main royal family that we read about in the comic books. Made up fucking Inhumans for the TV show. Well, Marvel's announced that the Inhumans will be coming to ABC in the fall of 2017. Oh, shit. As a TV show, it's going to launch... In IMAX, two episodes. And they're going to show in IMAX in theaters, and then they're going to air those. Now, here's the crazy thing about this deal. All the shit is going to be shot in IMAX. This is partially being funded by IMAX, meaning the visual, the quality of the shots and the cinematography, it's going to be like nothing else you've seen on television because nobody could use these fucking IMAX cameras. That should uh, be really interesting. Right? And this is going to be about the the royal family, about Black Bolt, about Medusa, about Lockjaw, about Maximus. Uh, and uh, there was other rumors. I read that part of it is going to take on the moon. Here, I got more details. It's going to be eight episodes long. Okay. The same episode run as the first season of Asia Carter, the same episode run as The Defenders. Okay. It's not going to be a spinoff from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I don't know how they're going to set this up, but again, they said co-financed by IMAX, cinema quality, visual effects. Uh, And so when it was a movie, the big rumor was like Vin Diesel to play Black Bolt, which he would have been perfect. You know, he's in, he voices, uh, uh, what's his name? Groot? Uh, uh, Yeah. With, for James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you know anything about Black Bolt listener, this is a great character for Vin Diesel. He would not have to talk at all. (laughs) <laughs> because this is a crazy character because his voice is his weapon. Black Bolt doesn't say shit. He whispers and he can, he levels a city. Uh, it's a very weird power. So it's awesome. It's awesome. So making a show with, th- with this family, like you need a good supporting cast because Black Bolt ain't going to be saying shit, but it turns out Vin Diesel very unlikely to play him now because it's on television or is it? Could he still be interested? I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. I Let me get some thoughts in here. Yes. Um, it's crazy news. I was very excited. Yeah, it's surprising. Obviously, they, they canceled the Inhumans movie. It didn't seem like Kevin Feige was all that into the Inhumans anyway. I think it was uh, more of that Pearl Mutter guy. Right, yeah, Pearl, whatever the fuck his name yeah, is. Pearl Mutterfucker. Pearl Mutter. <laughs> um, Pearl Mutterfucker, yeah. <laughs> Inhumans was always kind of a weird thing yeah. for them to even want to make into a movie. Although, I got to be honest... Black Bolt on the big screen would have been legit. Yeah. It being on TV, uh, 
it's cool that it's being filmed in IMAX. That yeah. that'll make the TV gloss look better. Yeah. Kind of worried though about it being on TV and and ABC too. You know. On ABC, I'm worried, and the reason I'm worried is these characters, although people don't really know them, are pretty spectacular in terms of their powers yeah. and their abilities, and I just don't think that they're going to be able to properly portray that on TV. I mean, they live in this giant like palace village called Adeland that sometimes it's on the blue side of the moon. Sometimes it's like underwater. Sometimes it's floating in the air above a city. Uh, If this was on like HBO, maybe. Yeah. ABC. Although the IMAX money is interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, technically you will see Black Bolt on the big screen if you go see the fucking, if you go see it in the IMAX. But I think this characters need to be told on television in a serialized long form fashion. Because it's going to be, you got to set all these guys up. There's a lot going on here. I just want to see Black Bolt yeah. properly portrayed. and I don't know. We'll see. I I haven't been a big fan of, obviously, I haven't been a big fan of S.H.I.E.L.D. lately. Mm-hmm. So this I may be watching. Well, this, you know, like we said, they pushed to the, to the later time slot. The second time, is it the last season? This may be their out, maybe. Like, we're going to shift everything here. They've kind of gotten uh, that audience used to the word inhuman. Some of the inhuman characters, you know, and now to reveal like the actual crazy royal family, like that's kind of a good play. Uh, but yeah, like this is nuts. Like uh, we're actually there and for it to come out next fall is very quick. Yeah, it is quick. So <sighs> we'll see. I'm going to watch. I'm going to definitely watch unless an episode or two because the inhumans for most aren't that interesting for me. They kind of are. So and I'm ready to see some of the the actual inhumans that are in comics rather than these fucking made up ones. Yes, absolutely. But, and it's only eight episodes, so maybe they can just put a lot of money. Encouraging. Yeah. And just go balls out with the visuals, with the CGI. Uh, wow. I thought I was like, that's crazy. They finally figured it out. Okay. Last bit of news we got for you here is, uh, I got a little bit of audio. I want to play. Uh, I found this, uh, interview, this little kid, does with Stanley, uh, and in which Stanley explains why Doctor Doom isn't a villain. The story itself, I'll put a link again in the show notes, shockandnerd.com slash 140. This kid, he had leukemia when he was 11. He beat it. He's 14 year old now. His name is KJ Ricci. And uh, this uh, local radio station kind of granted him a wish. He wanted to interview Stanley. Uh, so he asked him who was his favorite villain. And he's like, oh, this is an easy answer. He says Dr. Doom, but what he says about him is kind of interesting. I want to talk to talk about it and let's hear it from Stan, the man himself. I think maybe Dr. Doom. Now I'll tell you why. Everybody has Dr. Doom misunderstood. Everybody thinks he's a criminal, but all he wants is to rule the world. Now, if you really think about it objectively, you could walk up to a policeman And you could say, excuse me, officer, I want to tell you something. I want to rule the world. He can't arrest you. It's not a crime to want to rule the world. So Dr. Doom is a very, it's unfair that he's considered a villain because he just wants to rule the world and maybe he could do a better job of it. So I'm very interested in Dr. Doom and I'd like to clear his name. What what is he talking about? Was he joking? He wants to redeem Doctor Doom's name. I mean, Doctor Doom's done some pretty da- 
bad shit in his run of comics. I mean, I haven't read every single Doctor Doom thing, but he's been a guy that's done some stuff that's kind of not that great. You know, he's been a kind of an unfair ruler at times. But I do see his point. Like, Doctor Doom isn't, like, evil just to be evil. He's got, like... He's got a purpose. He's got a purpose, and he's got a reason <laughs> for the why things... The, now, his methods might be unreasonable to some, but in his mind, he has a strong honor code, and I've, I've always found Doctor Doom really interesting because he's not your typical... He's not just bad to be bad. He's not, like, fucking... Uh, shit. Bad guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I can't think of shit right now because <laughs> I fucking did CrossFit, and then I drank a protein shake, so my brain doesn't yeah, work, you know? fucking work. I fucked you up. Listen, I just want to say, when I heard this, I was like, you know what? If you replace... Doctor Doom with Donald Trump in these comments, the the same thing kind of applies. Is this what oh, Stan wow. is trying to tell us? He's ninety three. Like if you put Doc, Donald Trump in there, I was like, oh my god, who is he talking about? Do- Donald Trump is like a stupid villain, though. He's like a stupid evil genius villain from a comic book. Well, Doctor Doom doesn't lie, though. Doctor Doom has like That's, he's got real, at least he's got morals and a, he's got morals. And a code Donald father. Trump has been lying within. <laughs> His own sense, and, like within a speech, he's lied. <laughs> I guess his, his answers to questions and yeah, debates were within the lies same, upon lies. Within yeah. the same sentence, I could just I could hear Trump going, "I want to rule the world. Would be huge. Yeah, he might be, hey, he, hey, it's going to be huge." <laughs> but the media, media, is so unfair, so unfair, <laughs> so unfair, so very unfair. I just thought that was very interesting comments. From but it's going to be huge. It's going to be great. Stan is ninety three. Man, man is still kicking it. Man's still kicking it. Still kicking it. Uh, all right, gang, this is the part of the show where I usually I'm going to cut in some promos of uh, some other podcast that we swap promos with. So I just want to take a second and talk to the listener. Look, if you are a podcaster and you're listening to the show, you know, our audience, if you enjoy us, you want a little cross promotion, send us a little promo, a 30 second to a minute promo. We will play it. We'll send you ours and you play ours. Win, win. Everybody gets exposure. Just visit, uh, email show at jockanerd.com. And if you want our promo, it's pinned to our Twitter page. It's on our website at jockanerd.com slash about. And it's in the header of every goddamn page on the website. You can't miss it. Download it. Let us know you're playing it. Send us your promo. And we'll play yours just like these. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck-encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio. We also have a sister show, Splurch, where we dive into the world of comics and all the crazy aspects of life. Give us a listen at Parlopod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, our YouTube channel, visit our site parlapod.com and consider supporting our Patreon for some really cool rewards and exclusive content. Check us out on podcastradionetwork.net every Tuesday at 9pm Eastern. Join the conversation on Twitter by following at Parlapod. We'll see you in the swamps. 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 
Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day and time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news, along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We are your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews, and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris vs. Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd. It's so hard not to talk about fucking CEO Drumpf and politics because I just want to forget about it and I want you guys to escape, but it's he's so fucking entertaining. Like sometimes you can't help it. Okay. Well, it's going uh, where it's going is we had a pretty <laughs> good, uh, post show after we recorded our Dr. Oh, Strange yeah. review with David Malofsky. Uh, I had found this fun, ar- uh, crazy article about 10, like crazy facts that happened in the election. Uh, it was a pretty excellent political post show. I thought, Anthony, wasn't that fun? It was fun to just get it out. Yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, we obviously all kind of agree, so it, it kind of helps to, in, to discuss politics sure. with people that... Like-minded. Like, kind of like-minded. <laughs> was, I mean, we obviously we don't agree on everything, yeah. but... And it was good, you know, we didn't... Just because we, we may have disagreed on something, we didn't want to kill each other, but it helps that... I guess it helps for us to have a civilized discussion because we all kind of understand each other you kind of see the bullshit that's going on but on the other hand if we had someone that was on the other side maybe sure. it would have been even a little more interesting we might have so to try that uh but look it was interesting. no we're never gonna i'm not trying <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to hear malofsky's uh perspective him being like an american living in london and he basically said he's like ah yeah i'm not coming back in four years sorry guys i gotta hang out here and we're like uh okay Fair enough. Right. Yeah, I uh, you may, I'm maybe a little bit envious. But look, if you want to hear that post show, my point about all this is join our fan club on Patreon. Visit jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Support the show. It helps us out. And you get an RSS link that you can put in your podcast app. And you get a little awesome, exclusive Jockinerd podcast feed of like bonus, uh, bonus shit, post shows, instant reactions, uh, lots of fun stuff. There's about... Seven hours of a uh, bonus audio on there in total. 
Yeah, you fucking you fuckers should check it out. Check it out. Jack- all you got to do is give us like a dollar a month. That's all. As low as a dollar a month. And we're producing. That's $12 out of the year. And we're like, that's like 12 cents a show at the pace we're going, if you think yeah. about it. I mean, the show is always going to be free. But also, if you want to just donate one time, we have a PayPal button. And, I, you know, join all these awesome people. I just want to shout out our supporters real quick. Felt Milan. The lovely Marie Hopkin. Uh, David Malofsky, of course, of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Jesse Looney, Jimmy McPike, Brett Zafka, and David Zika, who sells rare comics on eBay. Just Google Zika's Viral Comics. Thank you guys for your support. Thank all of you guys. God damn. We could, uh, we love it and we appreciate it. We're, okay, Anthony, this is, let's get to a little general television discussion. I miss talking about television. And since, here's the thing, since I've stopped forcing you, to watch the shows week it's, by week. It's really destroyed my television. Because habit. listener, if you're new and you were with us last TV season, we talked about every episode week by week, like seven shows. It was crazy. And we did it for a full season. And boy, was it draining. Let me tell you. Oh my God. I was fucking, I, I didn't have any like time to do anything. Right? I would have to like power watch shows like in the, in my free time. Here's the thing. If we get enough patrons, uh, I would do that. I would have loved to have done that full time. If I was only getting paid, I would have been all right. Oh yeah. If you're paying me, I'll fucking watch TV but, all day. That being said, Anthony, what have you caught up on? So the only thing I've got caught up on, I watched an episode of the flash last week where I watched uh, magenta. So that oh, was that's, kinda that's, cool. a, that's okay. You're yeah. That's you're, real old, you're right? behind yeah. about three or four, three something. The only thing yeah. that I've caught up on that I could actually talk about is walking dead. Okay. So. That's been interesting. Let's, uh, let's actually start with possibly the greatest pop culture, comic book, walking dead mashup that we're ever going to get. Oh my god. In the universe. And uh, what I'm talking about is Dave Chappelle's skit on Saturday Night Live where the Walking Dead meet Dave Chappelle characters. Uh, it was uh, the most, it was an, it, that, it's like an instant classic. It's the moment when you wish Chappelle had his show back on because it felt, that whole episode felt like an awesome episode of the Dave Chappelle show. Well, having Dave on SNL was fucking genius especially after the election amazing monologue awesome it gave awesome. me chills yeah, i watched it i watched it like four times it was so good great monologue i i here's the only i thought dave Chappelle was great by the way yeah. i love dave Chappelle. i remember fucking quoting dave Chappelle in high school yep i, I watched the show when it was out in what 2005 yeah or whatever. way ahead of its time man yeah so the only the only thing i would say is if you were not a Chappelle fan you're not going to get any of that. You would not have gotten that. You, the skit wouldn't have hit as hard for you. Wow, that's a good point. Because as you know, as you've watched Chappelle and yeah. I've watched Chappelle, those characters are all people that reoccurred or had like amazing bits yep. on his Chappelle they were the show. They fan favorites of the show. Yeah, I mean, they were, the only guys that didn't show up that I was hoping for were Rick James and Prince. That would have been great. His, <laughs> Rick, his impersonations of Rick James and yes. Prince. But, I mean, heaven, uh, first he had... Uh, Tyrone, yeah, no, Tyrone Biggins, yeah, right, yeah, crackhead, crackhead. He had Silky Johnson, the player hater, player haters are next to him on their knees as Negan is like eating, eating, mighty, moaning. (laughs) I I forget what the pasty white guy's name was. That's right, it was the white character where he was just the white guy, Lil John, and then he had the black white supremacist. (laughs) Now, all of those characters are fucking hilarious. Okay, they were hilarious (laughs) on Chappelle's show. So that's the only thing, but that whole bit. That bit, especially just because of being a Chappelle fan, was gold. I, 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 I can quote we were, literally everything listen anyone there, said. We were quoting this shit all week long in the office. Like, every time we saw each other, 
Be like, Trump's American now, boy. God damn right. <laughs> so good. What do you want? Money? Sex? It's sex, isn't it? <laughs> do, the, do the line on his knee about the bubble gum. Because he's going, oh, yeah. instead of eating meeny, miny, mo, he's going bubble gum, bubble gum. Yeah, so to set up, to set up the, the, uh, the skit, it's Dave Chappelle playing Negan. Yes. Hilarious in and of itself yes. from Walking Dead. And he's doing the he's reenacting the scene where he's choosing with Lucille who he's gonna kill. And he's playing instead of any meaning I know he's going bubblegum, bubblegum <laughs> in a dish. And it cuts to these characters that Chappelle has uh played throughout his Chappelle show run that are all hilarious and all have their own spin. Um and he cuts to I believe his name's Tyrone Biggs. The crackhead. Yeah. And uh he goes he's on his knees and he goes, uh you know, with all due respect, Mr. Negan. In my line of work, when you're on your knees, they don't give you bubble gum. They give you penis. Oh, shit. <laughs> With such great delivery. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, and, and then, then it gets that, crazy. And then, then and when, when Silky Johnson is like, is like an N-word named Negan, he's like, looks more like a Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's all like, it looks like Fonzie made the Negro League. <laughs> the best, though, the, that line and the, the, the line after where he goes, Man, you got that some ugly ass boots there. As the white boys on the internet say, what are those? Are those? <laughs> that line had me cracking up two other lines. The other line where he goes to he's Negan's laughing and he just goes, <laughs> Look at this here pasty bastard. <laughs> Chappelle in white face crying. Oh, please don't hurt yeah. me. <laughs> that and then underrated line, like in in SNL, not a lot of people laughed initially. Like, yeah. They didn't have it, but when the black white supremacist goes, I recognize that smell anywhere. That's the smell of frustration and cocoa butter. <laughs> and oh, the <laughs> so brilliant! Amazing! Oh, so good! So brilliant! And so uh, uh, you gotta watch. You gotta watch that whole episode. I mean, it's like one of the better episodes of SNL has had in a while. But and because it, it was like an extension of the Chappelle show, they clearly let him write a lot of it, which is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, they did, and then he also, like, in his monologue, he went off the cuff and had to apologize to Lauren oh, a few that times. That monologue, oh, man, just just so good to see him back on TV, so good to see him doing sketch comedy. You know, that's I wish he would come back. I wish we could find a f- platform for him to do Chappelle's show again. Just put it on Netflix. Put everything on Netflix. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get make him a, make an even Make him an even richer black man. Yes! And get him to do he's, Chappelle's uh, show. He's, uh, he he's got so much money, he probably doesn't need to do anything. He doesn't want it. Uh, all right, let's get to the Walking Dead. We Walking Dead. we had talked about the opening, the first episode, of course. Which you got the big reveal: who got killed? Abraham, Glenn, of course. Oh, sorry, I'm spoiled. Here's major spoil. I'll do another one. Prepare to be spoiled. There has been four, three other episodes after that, right? Not many, not much. This is the fourth episode. Yeah, and the fourth one was 90 minutes long, which may or may not need it to be 90 minutes long. Let's actually, I want to start with the second episode because. After second episode. the second episode of the season. Oh, we're, we're going that far back? Yeah. Be- Didn't we talk about this? No, we have not talked about the show since the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Because after that first miserable torture porn fucking heavy ass episode, they follow it up with a, a an episode about Carol Morgan in the kingdom. And it's like a whole different tone. It's like a whole different show. It's a dude with a tiger and Carol's laughing and like. It just it was like almost too much the other way a little bit but it, you kind of needed that little break from the the dourness. 
What'd you think of the kingdom and Ezekiel and the tiger? At first, I found Ezekiel to be a fucking corny as fuck. A little bit, but then, yes. but then once I realized that it, what he was doing, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. I still don't think that act would go over in a, that setting, but Ezekiel's character is somewhat interesting. It's, me, he's so. very interesting, and I think the best thing they did was at the end of that episode, they just like gave you his origin. They yeah. weren't gonna make you like uh, drag out why is he like this, and he turns out. He was a zookeeper, and the uh, the tiger took to him, and he saved the tiger. It was the only animal he could save. And then he's like, people just started looking up to me. Like, when you walk around with a tiger, people are going to listen to what you say. And they started following me around like a thing. And he just kind of stepped into the role, and he puts on this affect. like, dude, And he's like, the people want that. And he's just like a normal person. So very interesting. Uh, I love that character by the end of it. I thought that was great. And he did that to keep Carol, because Carol's like, what is this? I'm out. Fuck you guys. This is ridiculous. She is like kind of sticking around. Yeah, but he kind of She's out. She's out, but she's in. Like he just put her in a house like down outside like the kingdom or something. He's like you can stay here until you're ready to hang out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a little What do you think of the tiger? Like uh, the the effects cuz a lot of it was like CGI, a lot of it was puppet animatronic combined with bad. CGI. It looked pretty good. It didn't look I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, I mean I I was it, <laughs> It was something you're like, what the fuck is this? And her reaction, it was hilarious. Yeah. He's laughing. And he saw right through her too. Like that I thought was good. They didn't fuck around with like getting these people to just break down and, and be real with each other. I thought episode two spoiler or not spoiler for my thoughts yeah. was the best episode of the season. Oh, you like the kingdom, the episode, the best, huh? Oh shit. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next episode titled The Cell, where now we check in to what, because Daryl was taken after the end of the first episode. We we haven't seen Rick's gang yet, but we check in with Daryl and where the saviors live at the sanctuary and what kind of torture, what kind of uh, uh, shit Negan is doing to break him down, to comply, to get him to work for him. That was That was a pretty intense episode. I found it to be pretty interesting. Like the torture tactics and the the what we learn about Dwight. Yes. Um, I found that all to be interesting. The only thing is, and I'll save my f- overall thoughts on Walking Dead so far for after, w- once we get to the next episode, but did we really need to see fucking Daryl eat <laughs> dog, dog food, a dog food over sandwich? and over and over and over? And, like, and the song, that song, like people started buying that song. It got like, it started, it, it like rose to the charts. I'm saving what I really think till okay. we get to episode four. Okay. So, so whenever we get there. Okay. So that one, he's trying to break Daryl down. Daryl doesn't really break. And yeah, you find out more about Dwight and his sister and his wife. And he's kind of a cuckold to the Negan. And, but you start to like kind of feel for him and see that he may flip or like he's, he's doing his own thing. Okay. So then episode four, I just said last week, service. This was the 90 minute episode. That was now we check back in with the Rick's group at Alexandria and Negan just shows up out of nowhere. Uh, he's uh, he's ahead of their schedule. And he's like, uh, we're going to they're like, hey, we settled this shit aside for you. And he's like, no, no, no. We're going to go take all we want. He's like, you guys just chill out. And he makes Rick hold fucking Lucille. Oh, shit. And he's just turning his back to him. And uh, you think about what he did with that bat and you see Rick grip the bat and get loose on the bat and think about it. And uh, ultimately he doesn't do anything. Uh, I don't know if that needed to be 90 minutes, but it was a lot of Negan breaking Rick down. Well, 
You ready? Uh, yes. What do you think so yeah. far overall? Okay, so overall, the season's kind of sucked. Oh um, boy! Oh shit! I, it, let's. I mean, let's. The only the only thing that I'm like I'm kind of wondering is how like they're gonna get Negan back. Like that's the only thing that's keeping me like somewhat interested or somewhat like intrigued. Not in- interested. I'm still kind of in- interested in the show, but intrigued on where it's gonna go. I want to see what's gonna happen to Negan and how they're gonna fucking get him. But golly, man! First off, <laughs> dude, that like I don't know why, and it's been like this for a while, and I I don't know why, but it's finally getting to me now. If they would just fucking tell these stories, like cut between this story, like ah, cut between yes, the, what's going on in Alexandria? Okay, cut to the next. Yes, after commercial break, we're in yeah. the kingdom. Yeah. Cut to the commercial break, and we're in fucking Negan's doing lair it per episode. But they're doing it per episode, and it's draining everything. Like the momentum it does is slow just it down. Yeah, slow, slow, dude. Like if you like, and that's the thing. If you would just combine these elements together. It would make for an entertaining episode because you're getting different flavors of everything at the same time. You're 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 getting like a taste of this and a taste of that. But instead, these fucking episodes are just dragging this stuff out. And what's worse is episode fucking three and four are just fucking torture, dude. Like yeah. it's just yeah. Negan yeah. fucking flaunting his cock over yeah. and over and over, dude. This I is think it. we get it by now. Yeah, we get it, dude. And, get, and like episode four did not need to be ninety minutes. Of no, Negan, nothing. Literally, nothing like happened. He said, sliding his dick down oh, Rick's throat. Oh, great. Look. And what what sucks too is like Rick has been like the shitty leader for sure. Yeah, and like Rick is the main guy, so you kind of like Rick. And He's like cave. Rick He's is done. just not his balls just completely cut He's off, done. and it's just. It sucks. Like, it's just not like, I don't know. I felt like episode four really was just like, we get that Negan is a horrible guy. We don't need fucking, uh, what's the guy actor's name? Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan monologuing over and over and <laughs> okay. over about how horrible yeah. he is. Okay. A lot to impact there. Uh, the, so yeah, Rick pretty much is like done. He's like, it's, I don't, I'm not in charge anymore. Uh, we have to learn to live by Negan's, Negan's terms. I thought it was interesting. I, I thought I, it was, I thought it was interesting that Rosita is like the only person right now who's like no Rosita. Guy. It's Rosita, Spencer. Michonne, and Spencer. Oh yeah, and Michonne. Yeah, this is not our fucking life. Rosita finds a. I like how she found the shell casing and she goes to Eugene. She's like, I'm, "You want to make me a bullet now?" Jeffrey Dean Morgan is fucking incredible on this show. I, oh, he's great. I he's love when it. He's on screen. It's it's fun to watch. Yes. What you're watching is just them fucking yeah. the the uh, the cast of Walking Dead over and over. That, over. And that line, it, which is right from the comic books, one of my favorite lines in the comic books was I read that. I was like, oh, shit. Where he's like, I just slipped my dick down your throat and you thanked me. And that, that is, oh, I was so happy he actually said that line because I was like, god damn. But you're right. We get it. Like, so... But this storytelling structure is something that's carried over in the past season. I think the season before, they're they're they've had it for a couple. Yeah, seasons now. they jump because you know you're in episode three, and I'm kind of like, well, what the fuck are Rick and them doing? I kind of just want to see that. Like, I don't, I get this, but it's you know, but a t- more traditional show though, Anthony would do what you said. That's a little more traditional storytelling. Maybe they're trying to do something different, but it does really slow all the momentum down when you're like, okay, we're going to show you all this stuff now. 
Now we're going to move to this whole completely other thing. Everything's just, everything's just so like decompressed. Yes. It's, yes. That's rug boys thing too. He says so, it. It's very decompressed like, writing. It's unnecessary, especially that 90 second one, that 90 minute one, like nothing fucking happened really in that episode. You could have done, first off, you could have done those three episodes in like a, two episodes. First yeah, off, yeah, 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 yeah. you could have cut out a lot of fat and just make like, I don't know, man. I, I don't like that. It's finally catching up to me that I just don't like how decompressed the writing is. And like, it doesn't seem like we were four episodes in and it doesn't feel like that much time has passed either. I, and I, I'm, you know, I hate to burst your bubble, but like, you're like, I just want to see how he gets back. And Negan. like, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. They, oh, no. with this they're decompression, gonna, they're going to ride this out. They're going to drag this shit out. Like there's no coming back from this. There may be little things here and there. Negan's gonna. I don't know. I it's. I don't see that happening. Right. <laughs> I don't know how they get out of this. Like this is fucked. But, and, well, that, and I just don't like the fact that my main guy Rick. Yeah, he's got been castrated. Has, has no balls yeah. whatsoever. Like yeah. they. I don't know if that's how it was in the comics, but if he's supposed to be the main guy, like you want your fucking leader to have like in his back pocket, like. He's going to, there's, we got to find, I mean, they might get to it, but like in the comics, like Rick was always trying to think of a way while complying with Negan, he always had shit going on. You know, he was always trying to, it doesn't, but it doesn't seem like this version of Rick. No, he doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. He's already given up or so we think. No, the way they portrayed it, they made it seem like he's given up. What else is interesting is I've heard a lot of people who had left the show have come back this season and stayed. And I've heard a lot of people who've been watching the show have left the show after the beginning of the season. Like, it's very weird. My friend Irwin, who's been on yes. the show, he was like, this. He, he hated this last episode. And he goes, to say that this was only a slight improvement over watching Daryl eat dog food yes. for 45 minutes yes. really says a lot about this episode. And it, it really says a lot about the, even like fucking Jeffrey Dean Morgan can't save this shit as fucking awesome as he is. It is the structure of the storytelling at this point and how they're te- they're trolling us. They're teasing us. Here's the thing about the show too, is this episode, they were teasing that they were going to kill that fat chick that has that overweight chick. Oh, right. I don't know her name. The, right. And the reason I don't know her name is because she's a, vin- a very inconsequential character. So, so you've already killed uh, Glenn and Abraham. Like, I don't give a fuck about this character. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is this all of a sudden like a th- like it's just so stupid? He like, talk- oh, okay, now I'm gonna kill her. Like, and then they cut, you know, they go to commercial break, and it's just like I don't like. They could just this could be better if just they would just pace this better. They need to pick it up a little bit. They need to pick it, and like they need to stop doing the fucking spending the entire episode on one segment of what's going on, like. I don't know. This yeah, this, this is, is not working. This, you just don't like their their structure. Like some of the things I did like they uh, they took all their guns, which is very interesting. And the fact that uh, Spencer was hiding that shit was interesting. Uh, did you notice they took the mattresses and they just and they burned, burned them. them on the side? I was like, oh shit, dude, that's fucking brutal. Like these guys are just psychologically breaking the whole community down. And I wonder. Does he treat like the hilltop and the kingdom the same way? How do they deal with him? Like we saw Ezekiel meets with him like way outside the kingdom. You know, I think I think he's doing this because these guys killed his Rick. whole crew. Yeah. Well, they killed a bunch of his crew. He's got a, a special fucking. He's really got to break them. them. Yeah. I mean, there there were parts of this episode like I do enjoy 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I do enjoy um, like that. Negan kind of has a code. Like he's like, they haven't really even got into that. Like he doesn't rape stuff. Really. Well, they did. Well, they did in the pa- in the past episode. He made a throwaway line. He's like, "You can have any girl you want uh, as long as they say yes." Oh, I didn't even catch that. Uh, and then he also in this one was like, "We don't hurt them unless they do something to us first. What's the problem?" So you see hints of his little morality. Hints. But yeah. And I and I'm I see hints of his like like admiration for Carl. Yes. Yeah, so I'm seeing that. So I want to lo- see some more of that, but it's got to go a little bit faster, though. I agree. It's just overall, this show is just got to start moving. I like the little. E- there was a little Easter egg where he's like, "I got to shave this shit off of it," and because in the comics, he's like clean shaven. He shows up wow. clean shaven with kind of like the same look, but like a ponytail. Um, but I just I, the ninety and ninety fucking ninety minutes. minutes. I was like, "Is this still thing going?" Like I, I didn't know. I forgot it was gonna be ninety minutes. I thought it was over, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's still going." But yeah, it didn't really. Why? That, that's a weird choice. Why is that episode? Nah, I don't know. Minutes? I don't know. The really hammer home. It, fucking it Negan. literally was just one thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that happened yeah. was Negan fucking over the 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 Alexandria over and over and he over. He did this to Rick. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? <laughs> that's what he did to them. The whole community. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for like the other like Carol and Morgan to find out about Negan and what happened to Abraham and Glenn there, but yeah, they're just dragging it out. They're dragging it out. They, they just can, they could cut this a lot better. Yeah. They, this, this could be done better if they just were to not decompress everything and cut between this is happening right now. And then on another part of the world, this is happening. And then here's, this is happening. Like it all could be cut just way better. There was a weird theory I saw that Daryl was sending a Morse code message to Rick blink by blinking his eyes. Nah, I don't Here know. is the proof that was presented in this article. Uh in inside on the walls in one shot, like where Michonne walked by, there was a a a poster of the Morse code. The actual it was a Morse code, the dots, the alphabet. And then these intense stares that uh, Rick and Daryl shared and people on the internet went so far as to decode the blinks and it pretty much spelled out the word East. It was something like I East, like I'm East, like I'm East of here, trying to give him his location and where the sanctuary is. I don't know if that's reading into it way too fucking much. I think so. Just because <laughs> it's never been that subtle on the walking dead. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's like they've really never had burying any, it. Yeah. They've, ne- they've never had something where you're like, you looked back and you were like, oh, that's what they were doing. But but th- th- just think about the fact that someone is sitting down and decoding Errol's eye blinks. Uh, Daryl's a blinking eye thinking it's fucking Mars code. Oh, shit. Uh, wow. That's, I don't know if that's dedication or maybe you needed a hobby. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, this, the, the season is going to continue. Let's see. I Yeah, I'll still watch. I'm just saying I'm just... This last episode really put a bad taste in my mouth. But you're right. Every time Negan is talking, you're just like, whoa. Like, you can't, I can't take my eyes off him. He's fucking. Well, it's because he's Jeffrey Dean Warren. But then, like, when you realize what he's saying, it's yeah. just like, oh, we've heard this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to get, sh- just let him swear. It'll make it, <laughs> it'll make it better. All right. So that's good for The Walking Dead. And so, Anthony, you haven't caught up on anything else? No. Is there anything I should, what's the first thing I should catch up on? Let's, I'll give you the list. Okay. Flash, yeah. Arrow, yeah. Shield, yeah. Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, what what's what should I catch up on? Wow, it's 
It's kind of hard. I oh Jesus Christ! Because you, you like everything. Yeah, this is the problem. I do like everything. <laughs> Here's the strong shit right now. You know what? Let's let's start with Arrow. Arrow's been fucking great this season. This season uh, is as strong as like season two so far. They're really oh, wow. doing a good job. The flashbacks are great. You have Dolph Lundgren in the flashbacks as a Russian mobster kicking the shit out of Oliver. It's pretty. Awesome. It's pretty awesome. I'm telling you. <laughs> and. Uh, you you learn more about Prometheus. The team is pretty good. The the uh, we the uh, there's a new guy named Vigilante. So these discussions they're having about you know Artemis is at one point is like he wants to stop Vigilante even though he's kind of on the same side but he's killing people and Artemis is like all right so now how who's deciding which Vigilante is good which Vigilante is bad? Uh, do you want me to spoil a little bit? No, no. Oh, okay. Because because the only reason I don't want you to spoil anything is because you're already telling me. Stuff too much. <laughs> Listen, Tobias Church is great. Uh, I'm really, I'm really digging the Arrow. It's really so. Fun. Arrow is Arrow the first one I should catch up on? Yes, do Arrow first. What about Flash? Then follow up with Flash, which is also a really solid season. Uh, what about Shield? Shield is great. It's like a Ghost oh Rider God. movie right now, and it's still going. The whole Ghost uh, Darkhold uh, with his with his him and his uncle. Uh, there's, and then, uh, on the other side, you have Ada and, uh, Fitz, uh, helping with the artificial intelligence and may gets infected and how they cure her. Like that, that shit is pretty solid. That's coming back. That's taking a couple of weeks off. Jesus Christ. Imran, those three, can you, de- can you delineate between ah, what is good and what isn't all good for different reasons? Supergirl. I, I've actually have been digging Supergirl on oh C. <laughs> Because, uh, Jesus it, dude, there's a, there's a, there's like a, an underground bar where all these aliens hang out and they go and they hang out there and you see like Kara get drunk because they serve her like alcohol from another planet that'll actually get her drunk. What about Legends? Legends is the one you can, uh, whatever. It's still the yeah. same wacky. They're fucking with time. A lot of characters though. What Legends has is a lot. You see the JSA, Jonah Hex is back. You have Citizen Steel, Captain Steel, whatever his name is. They're having a lot of fun uh, with the, the the history of time. But clearly that one's ratings are suffering. I That one is still just Mick Rory has great lines. Sarah is in charge. She's captain. Uh, oh, yeah. What's his name? Quit, right? Yeah, he just took off. <laughs> He's not on the show anymore? He's not on the show. He's probably hanging out in the Wild West. He took off, so Sarah steps up, and she's captain. There's, like, a secret hatch on the Wave Rider where Stein and Jax find a message from future Barry, which is really crazy that we don't know what he said yet. He's, it's a warning from, like, 2056 Barry Allen. So all of this is all – I don't know if it's going to tie into the – what's coming up that's awesome. That That's why you should catch up on these is the is the crossover event, November 28th. It actually starts with Supergirl and goes through Flash, Arrow, Legends. It'll be on every show that yes, week? Yes. Wow. And it has aliens in it. And there's if you've been watching the shows, I should have put this in there. They put out, there's commercials. They're putting out promos and you see everybody. And Felicity is like, she's just fucking geeking out. She's like, best team up ever. And they're all there. So do you? they have also put on the synopsis of the, the four shows. If you want to know what's going to happen or you could just wait and watch them. I'll just watch them. But it sounds like it sounds like this is going to be like a huge like superhero movie on television in four parts. Uh, I'm really excited for that because stuff from Flashpoint is going to affect Arrow. It's also Arrow's 100th episode. So that's coming up, which is kind of why I've been kind of keeping up with all four of them to see so you're, you're how it rolls in. Yeah, how it rolls into the invasion crossover. 
uh, that they're starting to play promos for. And it looks like a lot what, of fun. What are they playing promos for? Yes. I'm trying to find them. You can look it up. Here. I'll find, I got. Hold on. You got one? I got one. So in these. Watch it now? Uh, you can watch a couple. In these, you're going to see. You're going to see the aliens. You're going to see Deathstroke. Deathstroke oh. is in this crossover. And just seeing them all together is kind of fucking cool. So at the, the last episode of Legends of Tomorrow, at the very end, Sarah Sarah runs in and she's like, our friends in 2016 need our help. And somehow the Flash is going to go get Supergirl, bring her back, ask Barry for help. The Legends get involved. Like, everybody is there. You see that stroke? It's pretty cool. Everybody, this is Supergirl. Okay, I think I got it. Oliver. Green Arrow. White Canary. Yeah, I'm Firestorm. Beware. Heroes versus Aliens, the four-night crossover event. It starts with Supergirl, Monday, November 28th on The CW. <laughs> Heroes versus Aliens, right? Isn't, isn't Felicity's little uh, reaction great? That looks exciting. Some help on the color grading. Speaking of color grading. <laughs> I keep teasing this. Let's get into that. Uh, we're going to do a little recommendation segment. You might want to cut around me watching it. We'll cut all that out. Okay. Or I'll just leave go. it in. Whatever. <laughs> It, it might be boring for the viewers, so listeners. So, uh, uh, I want to recommend this video essay that recently has popped up on the interwebs, similar to the one about Marvel's music, music being yeah. bland and how it's all not memorable. This dude, Patrick Willems, this is his first video essay, and it's titled, Why Do Marvel's Movies Look Kind of Ugly? Uh, I'll put a link to this in the show notes if you haven't seen that. It's also at our uh, Facebook group at jockanerd.com slash community. And in it, and then we, it sparked a lot of good conversation on the community page. I got to tell you, everybody from David Zika to Kevin Halden to you, we've all been, uh, commenting on this. He makes some good points. And I, I really didn't even, did you, I didn't really notice this until he brought it up. To tell you the truth. Yeah. I'll be honest too. I didn't notice this until he brought it up, but. I will say that I remember watching Civil War and I was like, why is Iron Man's suit kind of grayed out? Everything looks washed like, out. Yeah, it looked like washed out. It looked didn't pop like I thought it would. I did, when they did that scene where they're running at each other, and I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but even, I wasn't thinking like color grading. I was just like, it seems kind of washed out. So that's a great moment because he that's kind of the video starts with that. Basically, this guy's uh, argument is, all the, the, the tones, there are no true blacks in on the screen in any of these movies causing it to have low contrast and everything seem washed out. He's talking about color grading digital film. So he starts with this shot of like them about to fight. He's like, look at this. This looks great, right? He's like, but why is it just kind of washed out and drab? Uh, he mentions that when they started in 2008, Iron Man and uh, whatever the second movie was, they were sh- Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 2 were shot on film and those uh, have a brighter, I believe Thor. Yes. The first Thor movie, those colors pop. It's definitely a different quality because it's film. After that, they started shooting everything digitally because you can color correct things and it's higher resolution. But this is what I've noticed when I watched this was as watching these Marvel movies, I always did feel like they all had a similar visual tone, color palette thing. And he kind of nails it is that, there's no high contrast. Like the blacks aren't true black on the screen, leaving everything kind of washed out. Now, 
the argument can be made that Marvel's trying to show these heroes in the real world. And when you want to do real world, you kind of, sometimes it is all non-contrasty and washed out. Uh, and if you make it too colorful, is it too garish? And is it too cartoony? And does it lose credibility? On the other hand, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, which he says has the best color grading out of all the movies. And I agree. And I think it's the best one out of the digital, ones. out of the digital movies, right outside of the Iron Man and Thor. And I agree. And I think the reason is it's not on earth. It's all yeah. space and aliens where, but even that one he mentioned could be improved yes. and he showed. And he goes on to say that James Gunn is going to save us because he's shooting guardians of the Alex two on a crazy eight K camera. Well, that, that point didn't make sense to me yeah. because the whole film or the whole short video, he's, talking about the color grading and how it's because it's on digital, but he also mentions that the colorists or the editors or whoever, whatever the fuck they're called could actually grade it better yes. and make the blacks pop more. Yes. But then, so he's saying that it's not the film, it's laziness basically, or it's a conscious decision not to do it. But then he goes back to, well, maybe there's hope because they're using mm-hmm. a new camera. It is, wait, wait, what, what, which, what is it yeah, though? It's which, not the camera. You just said it wasn't the camera. Yeah. So then what would make you think it would change because they're using this new camera? It honestly seems to me as if somewhere in Marvel Studios, they saved out color profile preferences and they just email it to everyone. They're like, look, just follow this guidelines. Follow, you know, you have a brand. Book. It's not, it's not, it's not color preferences. It's literally, they're just shooting it on digital and not color grading it because the way they're shooting it is the way it actually kind of looks in the real world right is so you think that's a conscious decision to keep it grounded in reality as the guy said they've they've probably done a ton of focus groups it's one of three things it's focus groups it's it's one of three or four things it's like either focus groups say that this is what they like they're trying to ground it in reality or or they don't want to they they're still like even though this is a comic booky universe and they've kind of embraced it, they're not fully on board with the overtop comic book aspect. They don't want it to be too comic booky, too colorful, colorful, because then maybe then the audience is like, ah, this is almost a cartoon at this point. Or maybe their editors and colorists are just really fucking lazy. It might be <laughs> that, you know, it's because he, it's very interesting. I'm watching these clips of civil war again, and he goes to the point about comic books having a true black and a white for contrast, which makes it interesting. But look, this is what I can tell you from my experience. I, I work, I've been working with Photoshop for like fucking 15 years. I color correct photos all the time. Looking at that civil war shot. If that was like an image that someone gave me, I'd be like, Hey, let me pop the contrast on this. Let me fix the blacks because just artistically, aesthetically stuff you are taught in art school is you need the black should be black. The whites should be white. There always needs to be a contrast. It helps move the eye. You n- I have it paused on the scene where they're running yeah, at each other. Yeah, it's flat. It's very flat. It's flat. It's, I mean, I didn't, and I didn't realize it at the time. I knew that there was something was a little off, but like just looking at this, yeah. like it's very gray and it looks like the heroes, the way it's colored, it looks like the heroes are all wearing like a dark blue or black. Well, the, the, like not, the, not even a true black, but they're, it looks like their costumes aren't popping. They all looks like they're wearing the same color. And that's really funny because in digital it's age, it's so easy to fix that and just make it pop a little. Well, it's very funny also because Spider-Man is wearing red and blue. Right. Vision is wearing yellow yeah. and green. It's, Iron yeah. Man's wearing red and gold. Like they're, they're all like wearing different thing. colors. Yeah. Yeah. Ant-Man, I mean, I thought Ant-Man was colorful, but like I'm looking at the scene of 
uh, Captain America from Civil War running on the bridge and he jumps down and it's there's no blacks in this scene in the shadows. It flattens the whole thing out. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird it's something I didn't notice, but it's a it's weird. But then when the, he uh, shows you the comparison of he's like, look, I took a couple of these shots. All I did was I took 10 minutes. I bumped the saturation, a little bit of the contrast. It is remarkably better looking. Yeah, it does look a lot better. So why 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 wouldn't they do this? It's so easy in digital. Uh, it, and man, until he pointed this out, now I'm like really upset. Like I didn't, it didn't really bug me. But yeah, but he's it, right. I'm not, I'm not really upset, but like I'm like, wow, these movies could look even better. I'm upset because as he just demonstrated, it takes a couple of quick corrections, which aren't hard to do in your fucking digital workspace to just pop everything and make it visually even more entertaining. Mm-hmm. I also think I mentioned this in the comments that when Mar- when you have a run of success that Marvel's had, yeah, they're just in terms like, of their films. <laughs> not only that, but I think people are going to become more critical, and they're going to look at these movies like we've already seen the video of the music. Yeah. We're seeing this yeah. with the color grading. You're also, you know, this after Doctor Strange was the first time I started seeing more stuff written about like cookie cutter origin story formula. So like. People are getting a little more critical when you're when you've been on top for this long. I will say, shout out to my boy Kevin Heldon, but his comment on Marvel needs a whole restructure, and then this guy is supporting a movie that got like twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes oh, and disappointed. Snap. Oh shit! As a as someone that is supporting DC wholeheartedly, dude. What needs a restructure is your fucking DC. Uh, they need some kind of structure. How about you just start or, or with a structure? And how about the fucking color grading on Batman v Superman? Yeah. Jesus Christ! There's no color. It's uh, yeah. it's very. I, th- I think I think Superman's wearing a black suit, yeah, even though yeah. it's red and blue. Very muted, monochromatic. Hopefully, the Wonder Woman seems to be a little bit more colorful. Let's let's get DC to make one good movie before we get Marvel. Right? To oh snap! Oh, I mean, Marvel has not missed yet. If this is the worst thing we have to complain, is that they just need to increase bump pop the contrast a little? It's not too bad. I, well, I think Marvel plays it safe. That, Listen, that's something though, we Spider-Man def- should be fucking colorful. Don't give me a washed-out, gray, ugly Spider-Man, please. Yeah. And then Guardians, uh, that one, go wild, man. You are, you're dealing with stuff. Nobody knows what it looks like. Just make it bright. What Marvel's done well is they've casted very well. Yes. They have great actors and actresses playing their roles. Great creative teams. Playing, playing interesting roles, and the, the characters on screen – Regardless of how cookie cutter yeah, the story yeah. is, the characters on screen are all immediately likable, especially their heroes and their people that you want to see interact with one another. Absolutely. That's what they've, they've built nailed. relatable, interesting, three dimensional characters. characters with. They've, they've uh, built their whole universe on characters. That you want to cheer or root against or. It's not whatever. about the plot for them. It's not about these awesome storytelling, which is what they came, where they came characters. from. And character and stories. Whereas DC has built their shit. On I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> on the visual, none on action, none of their characters are likable. Uh breaking news here, posted by Daniel Nosker on our group. Uh, Deadpool two hires John Wick director David Leach. Oh shit! Uh, that's who they speculated. Uh, uh, I saw that and I liked it. I think that's a good move because we were talking about everyone loves the John Wick and how Rugboy's like he's a great person for this. He'll help, he'll be able to nail it. So. Nosker also posted uh, a Green Lantern Justice Green League. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. Well, one of them. So I feel like it's just gonna. That's just gonna be like a quick cameo, maybe like they did in BVS with some of some of those characters. Because there's yeah. a lot. I, there was a rumor on. that 
Green Lantern would show up at the end, like in a post credit scene. That would make sense. You need the seventh person. They only have six Justice League motherfuckers. Yeah. God, but let's hope. Look, they don't have. Uh, if this is the worst Marvel has, is like they just need a little more color. I think we're doing okay. But that's a very I think it's strong to say you need an overhaul on a movie on a universe that's fourteen films in is made X amount of dollars has had all of them be most of the films be smash hits and not one of them under sixty percent critical. Well, the number if I'm not if I remember correctly for their four billion dollar investment Disney paid for Marvel has netted them now probably more. Over $10 billion. Oh, shit. So, all I'm saying is Marvel's fucking changing the game. I mean, now everyone wants a fucking shared yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, I remember we said that, like, like last year, episodes ago, I was like, they're kind of like the, the way Apple was. They're like the Apple of superhero movies. Like, everybody wants to be them. Everyone watches them. Everyone wants to do what they're doing. Everyone wants fucking to do what they're doing. Godzilla and King Kong are crossing over. Yeah, everyone wants to. They brought, I mean, they brought Star back- Wars is literally expanding their universe even though they play in the universe yeah. with these fucking prequel films like spider-man was doing was trying to make a shared universe and they DC failed yeah. is fucking trying to make a shared Marvel universe succeeded, man Marvel yeah. showed you how how to get it done the, the, the horror icons are trying to do a shared universe now and they've given the, us the, the wb the classic universal monsters i could i'm look as a cookie cutter and as if the bubble bursts whatever this is I just I think of myself as a kid and how I never could imagine we would have this fucking amazing 14 film like no it's unprecedented no other studio has done anything like this to to, to tie together 14 movies like this in a shared universe yeah no I mean there there's definitely room for improvement but to slay that this needs an overhaul well, that's just Kevin Heldon always saying the opposite thing of what everyone else is saying <laughs> I thought that was David Zika's job Oh, maybe a little bit. Uh, no, Zika actually had. Uh, he had a very good. Yeah, point. very good points. No, everyone had good points. Yeah. I just, I'm just saying. I just want to know if it's intentional or if it's out of laziness. I hope it's not. At least let it be intentional. I can swallow it a little bit, but just a little bit of a little pop, a little bit of color correction. That's all you need. Let's just let's pop the color a little bit. That's it. You'll be fine. And let's, let's get some good scores on here. I, yeah, and, and we'll fix be the really music. Rolling. I think we can handle a little more color as an audience. I don't think we're going to go nuts and be like, ah, oh, I don't believe this at all. He's bright purple. You know what I have to say to that? Really? Trump's America now, boy. <laughs> Trump's America, that's right. Ah. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> His hat here would say otherwise. It's Trump's America now, boy. Oh, man. You're goddamn right. Uh, okay, look, we're going to wrap up the show with some more recommendations. This is not really recommendations. I just want to shout out some of our buddy podcasts, independent shows, that if you like this show, you may like these other shows. These are shows we've interacted with or we listen to. Anthony, we're going to start. Uh, check out Trivia Geeks, listener, because I'm a, I'm a co-host on that show. Uh, and we just this week we recorded an episode with the rock boy as the celebrity guest and he was not on my team it was very hilarious uh so like our our fucking empire stupidity is infecting other podcasts uh so just subscribe to trivia geeks and so you make sure you get that show it's not out yet but if you subscribe you'll get it but it's a fun show if you just like wacky trivia game shows <laughs> the next show I want to mention because they mention us a lot. I listen to them. I'm a big fan of old school hip hop. And if you love old school hip hop, definitely check out Mr. Throwback Thursday. Uh, it's Jamie and Bill hanging out every week, just like we do. Only they geek out about old school hip hop. And I've been sending them a lot of speak pipes. And for some reason, they play everyone every week. And when I don't, they're like, 
that's been two weeks, Imran. You haven't sent us a speak pipe. I'm like, oh shit, they're calling me out. Uh, but they all they started to mention our show at the end of their shows. They're like, check out the jacket. They even mentioned Rug Boy that they wanted a Rug Boy of their own. They're really nice guys. You really don't want a Rug Boy. Uh, you maybe not a Rug Boy exactly. Maybe somebody a little bit nicer with more teeth. I've gotten sick so much more since Rug Boys. Oh no, Jocktastic. Bro, do you yeah. even podcast? It's uh, he's got the, uh, the puppet uh, STDs. That's all. Yeah. Uh, the next show you should, uh, if you like geek stuff, uh, check out Geek Street Podcast. That is our listener Daniel Nosker and his buddy Who links us shit all the time. Yeah, he's Facebook. very active on the Facebook group. Uh, he's he's a great listener and uh, fan, and uh, his him and his buddy Joe. They uh, run down what comic books they're buying, the TV shows. Now, I got to tell Daniel, I'll be meeting Tom. I hope he's listening. Anthony, he pulled off a very high difficulty maneuver in the podcasting world. He had to do a solo podcast. Oh, shit. His, uh, his, uh, something even I haven't done. His buddy was able to make it. He's like, fuck it. I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to do this. And Daniel, you did a good job. It's very scary to do the solo show. Good work. I'll give you one of these. Talking nerd. Uh, also, if you like Batman and you just want to hear people talk about Batman and nothing but Batman, uh, not Fat Man on Batman. He doesn't need our help. Enough people know about him. I'm talking about Bruce Wayne's world. They've been on our show. Yes. Yeah. And we've been on their show. And this is uh, Jimmy, Joe, and Daniel just hanging out, reviewing Batman movies, talking about Batman news. Uh, and we know Jimmy from Past Times Comics. He used to work there. He used to sell us our fucking comics. I just yawned, by the way. He used to be... Okay, we're almost done. Poor <laughs> poor Jock has got to go to bed after the CrossFit. Uh, uh, check out Bruce Wayne's World if you want to hear guys geeking out about Batman. There's Check out the shows over at the Hollow Knight Network. These are another bunch of really fun guys. Dave and Gomez, who I just kind of found hanging out in podcast groups on Facebook. And they last minute... They're like, hey, do you want to come on and just talk about iconic moments, horror moments, comic book moments, whatever... They're really cool guys. Lots of fun. I have a great time when I'm on that show. Uh, also, check out... I got a couple more. Weeby Geeks or Mighty Marvel Geeks. We're on the Weeby Geeks Network, so you can find a lot of these shows there. But I also... Michael and Mickey runs that, and he is really nice gentleman. I was on a recent episode of Mighty Marvel Geeks talking about Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And these guys, they know their fucking theme parks. They're like Disney theme park fucking experts. It's really weird. Like, they know the ins and outs and the uh, the licenses and the, uh, what's going on with the rides. It's kind of interesting. It's this whole little industry that you don't really think about. Next show, History of Bad Ideas. You just They had their 150th show. Now, I know Anthony and Rugboy don't listen to Jason, Jeff, and Blake. I listen to these guys because... They play our promo and we sent them audio. Check out their 150 episode. It's pretty funny. You'll hear us. You'll hear uh, a couple of our friends uh, just give wacky. Um, they didn't think what we sent was a compliment, by the way, if you listen. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. They didn't think so. They were like, well, was that really a compliment? But they're they're good guys. They're good sports. <laughs> they enjoyed it. <laughs> and finally, I got a shout out to the original Doppelcasters, the guys we go way back a year when we started this show talking. We had a podcast conversation with them between our podcasts. Of course, Kevin and Chris, who we've mentioned three, six, five flakes podcast. This is if I've, I've heard that Kevin and Chris are like huge Marvel dick riders. Well, <laughs> like they just ride Marvel's dick over and over and over. Oh, like they shit. love every film. Like if you listen to their show. <laughs> It's literally just a Marvel dick riding contest. Like, like Kevin will jump on, and then Chris will go and jump. Like he'll go reverse cowgirl on him, and then Kevin will be like, "No, I'll do him from the back." 
Like, and then Kevin will get bent over and get let and Marvel then, do. And a then this happens. And, like, your hand off my penis. and then and then they'll like want to sixty nine each other with Marvel in between them. Like Kevin Feige, they just love Marvel. Like everything, Netflix, Marvel, any of the like, they even like yep. the Agents of Shield. They, they just it. fucking they, love they, it they slide Agents wow. of Shield's dick right down their mouth, and they just fucking thank. And you thank me for it. I think you may. Love I think you may have just even the score with the bit they've been running about you. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. No? Uh, never mind. Nothing. No, 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 <laughs> Something about you loving Batman versus Superman and think it's the best what? movie ever. No and, idea. And, and, yeah. Had no, no idea. I thought you were sending them. Oh, that's weird. I thought they were in communication. Anyways, if you like, you want to hear a British guy and a Scottish guy talk about movies, uh, they, they are doppelcasters. Uh, they have exact opposite views on a lot of things we have, but that's why it's interesting. <laughs> well, Kevin, had, Kevin says he likes fine movie making and then he like has a taste for movies that are like five percent on Rotten tomatoes it is defense he worked at a movie store and just that's where he learned his uh, i was listening to when we went on the show episode 20 yeah. holy shit that's fucking funny dude that's a funny shit it's me you and rug boy listener go i'll put all these links in the show notes yeah you were drinking during i was episode. really drunk by the end if you want to hear i'm really drunk on the mic but that was a we, great episode. We, we reviewed what uh, Mike Ma- and me. Mac and me, the fucking E.T. wannabe movie. Oh, that movie was horrible. It was really. I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch it, and I was watching it on YouTube as you I guys know, were talking. I know we was playing it for you as we oh, were man. recording the show. This is so bad. We should do that again. That was a fun time, Kevin and Chris. If you're listening, hey, you know what? They're coming to America next September. Guess where they're going? They're. Go- yeah. They're going to Cincinnati oh, shit. to visit the History of Bad Ideas podcast because they're all like big wrestling fans. I don't know why exactly, but they're going to do a show with them there. And I was like, you guys, you're coming all this way and you're going to fucking Cincinnati. Not there's anything wrong with Cincinnati, but come on, dude. Chicago is fucking uh, or or anywhere else. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, my God. No one's ever come to like America from like Europe. To go to Cincinnati. To go to Cincinnati. No one even in America that doesn't live in Cincinnati goes to Cincinnati. Oh, we're going to get hate mail from Cincinnati listeners. I, I don't care. But, no one, no one. It's like, dude, do you, everyone, you ever been on vacation to Cincinnati? And, and Chris has been like, how long is this plane ride? Chris, you are going to spend nine hours in a tin box in the air to go to Cincinnati. Somehow you got to make it over to Chicago where stuff is. Chicago. I mean, go anywhere, dude. Just Cincinnati. I would love you to go. You could be. You could be anywhere. Like America is a big country, by the yes. way. I don't know if they noticed that, <laughs> but uh, Cincinnati. Come on. They're going to a red state. God damn it! Oh, shit. What the shit is that, gentlemen? Uh, this is democracy manifest. Anywho, uh, it would be. I told them they could sleep in the studio. Maybe they were nice. If they came to Chicago. Our studio. Yeah, I'd let them sleep in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. If they want to come over, yeah. anyways, you guys check out those shows. We play their promos. They play our promos. Uh, we've interacted with them, and they're independent shows. Support these independent shows because let's face it, we all need all the help we can get. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't need that much help. No, you, I'm okay. no, you're fine. Like, my brain kind of hurts, though. It's were you were you were you crossfitting with your head? Did you drop a barbell on yourself? Did you, you know, did you drop I'll, a snatch? I'll, 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 I'll admit this. During the clean and jerk, yeah, it sounds as dirty as it is. Um, as I'm jerking the bar over my head during the during the jerk. workout, I fucking 
wasn't paying attention because I was tired and I jerked the ball straight up into my. Oh, throat. that's the worst. What that happens? That's when you're. A good thing I didn't have my fucking tongue out. I would have. Oh, you gotta, my or just half. knock some teeth out when you get fatigued yeah. and you're doing those moves. It can get a little bit sketch. Uh, you gotta know when to stop. Look, listener, I may my head may be all fucked up in the coming weeks because. Uh, spoiler. Spoiler. Alert. I'm gonna go back to CrossFit starting next week. It's been two years since I've touched a goddamn barbell, but. Uh, they want uh, get to do their website and go, go for free again, which is the only way I can afford CrossFit because it's literally for white rich people. Oh shit! They they price poor people out of any kind of health food or healthy lifestyle or anything that'll help them. Uh, you can, I could not afford it, but this way I can. I'm trading services. There you go. Yeah, right on. All right, look, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, listener, would you be a doll? Do us a favor. Visit jockandnerd.com slash review. It takes you to our iTunes page, and you can uh, subscribe to the show. You can leave us a rating and reviewing, and we'd appreciate it. But really, you can find this show everywhere. We're on Google Play, on iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, YouTube. Just visit jockandnerd.com for links to all the ways you can hear the show. If you have a way, we have a way to get it to you. And uh, finally, just tell a friend. Tell a fucking friend. Spread, oh. spread the geekery. Give him one of these. If you're still listening right now, you would should probably tell a friend because and nerd, you're a real fan. You're a real fan, and we've wasted. We've your time. wasted. We apologize for wasting your time for the past five minutes. There was uh, about ten minutes of content, just like the last episode of The Walking Dead. Did not need to be this long. <laughs> no. Perfect analogy. <laughs> nerd, and that's the Jock and Nerd podcast. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. Hey, we'll catch you next time.